Welcome to Sound Encouraging Words by Rev. I.C. Hines. Open your Bibles. It's time to get into the Word. Thank you. 
Praise the Lord, everyone. My message title will be, Are You on Fire for Jesus? Coming from Revelations 3, 15 and 16. I know your works, that you are neither cold nor hot. I could wish you were cold or hot. So then, because you are lukewarm and neither cold nor hot, I will vomit you out of my mouth. A country blessed by God can easily cause a person or an entire church to lose their passion for Jesus, if not careful. Let me give you a background of the Laodicean church. This church was a wealthy church. It had great wealth. It boasts the most excellent medical school. Actually, there is where they made salve, which was the Fijian powder. And that they were known for this salve that they made. It went into the ears or into the eyes of a person for, for medical reasons. So they boasted a great medical school that produced this. And like I said, they were very rich in wealth. The, the Laodicean, they had industries. They had things that were going on. It was a very productive place. They worshipped Jupiter and Theus were their worship gods that they worshipped. And this country was rich. But it also, it, it leaked into the church. As the country got rich, the church started becoming that kind of attitude and people started uh, looking for materials, like wanting material stuff more than God. Uh, they were rich. That's why God said they're rich, but yet they don't know they're naked. Uh, they're undone. They need him. But yet they felt that they were well off because of the riches that they had and, the, and how the country produced riches and that the church was wealthy. But little did they know they were slipping away from God. Jesus uses, what we read was that, that he wished they were cold or hot. But because they're lukewarm, that he would, he would vomit them out. He was sick. He didn't want their lukewarmness. Now this comes from the point of, in Laodicean, in the place where Laodicean is, in the mountains they would get cold water. And they would have an aqueduct that would transfer the water to the countryside. But by the time the cold water came from the mountaintops, it, became, it was lukewarm. And they had springs of water that was transferred from what the antidote brought to the, to the country. And, and it would travel. And when, it got, when that hot water got to Laodicean, it was lukewarm. So all they had was lukewarm water. Now, if you drank lukewarm water, it doesn't taste very good. You know, on a hot day, you want cold water. You don't want lukewarm water. How about having a, a bath? In lukewarm water. I don't like having a bath in lukewarm water uh, on a cold day. I like it hot. But what God was saying is this, the same way they didn't like the lukewarm water. That was the, the, that was the biggest problem for the Laodicean uh, people was that they were getting lukewarm water. Even though it was coming from the mountains and it would come and it was cold there. By the time it got to them, it was lukewarm. And the hot springs, by the time that hot, hot water came to them, it was lukewarm. And they did not like it. They were sick of that. That's one thing they did not like. And so God was showing them, just like you guys don't like lukewarm water, I don't like your lukewarmness. We read in the Message Bible, Revelations 3, 15 and 16. I know you inside and out and find little to my liking. You're not cold. You're not hot. 
Far better to be either cold or hot. You're stale. You're stagnant. You make me want to vomit. God did not like, Jesus did not like the lukewarmness. Just like they didn't like the lukewarm water that they were getting. And so God was showing a likeness of this lukewarm water that they were getting, how lukewarm they were to him. This God is a jealous God. He wants our best. He wants us to be passionate. He wants us to have zeal. And this is what the Laodicean church did not have. They didn't have the zeal of God anymore. They didn't have their first love anymore. They weren't doing things for the love of God, for the passion that they had. But they were just doing it out of routine. Our God is a jealous God. The free dictionary says, Laodicean means lukewarm or indifferent. They did not have the fervent love for God. Wealth had taken the place of their God. God is a jealous God. When anything is placed before him, he gets very jealous. He does not like anything put before him. But that doesn't mean he's not a blesser. The Laodicean church was blessed. They were in a country that was blessed, was full of wealth. Remember where you were at one time. I can even remember where I was when I was down and out. And I, everything was, it wasn't going well for me. And finally, I, I came to a God when I was, when I was undone, when I, when, I, when I had nothing to offer. That's when God can do something with you. When I've lost everything, when your friends are gone, when, you're, when, when the money that you thought you had, like the prodigal son, who, who went running out uh, and took his inheritance, and when it was all gone, he had to come back to the Father. That's how we were. We were undone. And finally we come to the Father and He blesses us. But in blessing us, it's not so much as where we were before. You see, when we were, when we had nothing, we pursued God. We wanted the best that God had for us. And God says, blessing us. But this is where you're in, where trouble can come. It's when your blessings come upon you and you start forgetting your God. You, you got a nice car. You got a nice home. You got a nice family. And God is now put somewhere in the back back of your thoughts. This is a scary place to be. When God has blessed you. And now you have forgotten him. You have put him second, second spot. Or even third spot. Somewhere in your list. You are no more fervent for God. You don't have that same fire. That same zeal. Other things have taken over. Whether it's a car. Whether it's a new house. Whether it's family. Whatever God has blessed you with. If that has taken over. Oh what a place to be. That is trouble to be in that place. For God is a jealous God. And he wants all of us to be completely in love with him. He loves to bless, but when we take those blessings and, and put it bef uh, in front of God, that is when the problem uh, stems. That's when we have a problem. Deuteronomy 4.24 says this, For the Lord your God is a consuming fire, a jealous God. He will not take a second best to anything. He will bless, but he won't let you take those blessings and put it above him and think it's okay. It's not okay. Remember where your blessings come from. Remember who God is. Put him first always in your life. God wants us to, be, to love him completely. The contemporary English Bible says in Deuteronomy 4.24, The Lord will be angry if you worship other gods. 
and he can be like a fire destroying everything in its path. Anything that you put before God has become your God. If you have put his blessings, the things that he has given you, and you have put that in front of him, you have made that an idol, you have made that a God. That's not what God wants for us. He wants us to love him. He's a jealous God. We must put him first. When you are on fire for God, you will be eager to serve Jesus in whatever capacity he has for you. The Laodicean church served God out of routine, but they didn't have the passion or the fire when they were serving God. It was just routine. I don't know where you were before the COVID. What I mean where you were, where you, how you were feeling in serving God when you were going to church. Some of us, it became a routine. It became, oh, I'm there and I got to teach Sunday school or I got to preach or I got to do this. It, it was out of duty because we lost some of our passion for what it was about, what, what God was calling us to. Am I saying is it wrong to serve? No, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying if you're serving without the passion and the love for Jesus, then it becomes a duty. It's out of re- root, it's just routine. You're lukewarm. We can't serve God out of lukewarmness. And how that happens is we go, we go, we do this for the church, we do that for the church, and we're doing this assignment and that assignment, and we're, we're doing really good, we're, we're doing our duty. But somewhere, we have lost the contact with the Almighty God. We've forgotten to take time to get to be with God, to be alone with God, to see what He wants, what He would have for you, and to get back into that love with God. We just go, we just go. We hop in our nice cars, we, we go to our homes, but we forget about having a relationship with God. We do duty in the church, but we forget about having a relationship with God. This is where the Laodicean church was at, at a routine. Yes, they were doing their jobs, but it was out of routine. It was lukewarmness. Wealth got in there, and the relationship with God was not there. I pray. I know this pandemic that we're going through, it's tough. But I hope that we are taking the time, for we're not running into churches. Some of us, we're at home from work. I'm praying that we would take the time to have an encounter with God, to have a relationship with God, to get back that fire that we once had. Take advantage of this situation. Don't look at it as this bleak, but look at it as I relate that you can get back with God and have a relationship with Him. We can't afford to go back to what we were, running in the church, going to our jobs, busy, 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 no time for God. We cannot go back to that. God is expecting more from us. He doesn't want our lukewarmness. He wants a relationship with us. Like I said, he's a jealous God. Revelation 3.15 says this, reading from the Amplified Bible, I know your record of works and what you are doing. You are neither cold nor hot. Would that you were cold or hot. They were just going through the routine. They were just lukewarm. The worst Christian is a lukewarm Christian. We can't afford to be lukewarm. God said he would spoo us out. He can't stand that. When you are eagerly following the Holy Spirit, the assignment Jesus gives you will bring joy. 
See, it's not that you're not doing the work for God, but it becomes a joy. You have a relationship with Him. When you do things, it's not out of, oh, I, I'm, I got to do this, I got to teach Sunday school, oh, I got to go to church. No, it, I, wa- <laughs> I want to be there. I want to fulfill the assignment God's given me because I have a relationship with Him. I have the joy. <laughs> I have peace. I, I, I want to be with Him. <laughs> I want to do things. Not out of lukewarmness, not out of a duty, but out of the love of God that I have for him. That's what makes the difference. I ask this question, and only you can answer it in your heart. Are you on fire for Jesus? Here are three things we should do to help us avoid being lukewarm or indifferent towards Jesus and the work he assigns us to do. Number one, let the Holy Spirit lead or guide you. Just like the cloud led by day and fire by night led the children of Israel out of Egypt. They were led by God's Spirit. Can I say this? God's Spirit is still here and present with us. And He still leads us. It says in in Exodus 13, 21, And the Lord went before them by day in a pillar of cloud to lead the way and by night in a pillar of fire to give them light so as to go by day and night. God led the people out of Egypt and he leads us too. But in order for us to be led by the Holy Spirit, we have to have an encounter with him. We have to speak with him daily for us to know the plans that God has for us. He's a spirit and he speaks to our hearts. But we have to have a daily communication with Him. We have to commune with Him. If we don't commune with Him, we don't know what God has for us. We must be led by His Spirit. His Spirit will bring zeal to us. It will bring us into places that He wants us to go. So we must be led. We must have an encounter with the Holy Spirit. God's children are led or guided by His Spirit. We are led by God's Spirit. When we are not having an encounter or a relationship with God, we dry up. We're not getting no more direction from God. He's not leading us anymore. We're doing it on our own, on our own strength. We need the power of God leading us. That's what's going to bring zeal to us. In Romans 8.14 it says, For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are sons of God. We are His children. And he wants us to know him. And know why we become children of God? Because we have an encounter with him. When we don't have an encounter, we dry up. We just do things for the sake of doing things. Oh, we go to church to please please our minds, to say, oh, I went to church, or I'm doing something, I'm I'm, I'm teaching Sunday school. That is not, it's duty. We're back to duty again. We don't want to be just doing something out of duty. We want to do it out of the love of, uh, for God. And in, in order to have that love of God, we have to have an encounter. We have to have a relationship with them. To know somebody, you have to talk with them. If you want to get to know a person, you will talk with them. You, you will get to know them. And that's what the Holy Spirit expects from us. For us to get to know Him. And He will direct our path. He will bring zeal in our lives. He will bring back that passion that we need. Hallelujah. We must seek after Him. Number two, read your Bible daily. 
it will keep us lined up with the Holy Spirit. Jesus, after he was baptized, was led up into the wilderness by the Spirit. He was led by the Spirit. And that and he stayed in the wilderness for 40 days and 40 nights. And afterwards, the devil came and tempted him. And Jesus used the word of God to defeat the devil. The devil tried to twist by saying, Jesus, if, you, if you're the son of God, turn this turn bread, turn these stones into bread. And God said, man shall not live by bread alone. He got this from the word. The word and the spirit line up together. When we are, when we are having communication with God, we don't just live by the spirit. That the, because there's many spirits that talk to us in this world. There, there, there's deceiving spirits that will tell you things, just like how the devil comes, uh, came to Jesus and tried to uh, deceive him. But he used the word. We must line ourselves up with the spirit and the word. When we do this, this is how we communicate with God. This is how we know that we're on the right track with God. The word, I say this again, the word and the spirit work hand in hand. This is how we communicate with God. Let's read Matthew 4, 1, 4, 4, 4, 7, and 4, 10 of Matthew. Then Jesus was led up by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. That was Matthew 4, 1. So he was led up. So the Spirit was leading him. Just like the Spirit leads us. But he didn't just stay and say, well, I'm, I'm being led by the Spirit and that's all I need. No, he had the word of God in him. We see in Matthew 4, 4, it says this. But he answered and said, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth from the mouth of God. Matthew 4, 7 says, Jesus said to him, It is written again, You shall not tempt the Lord your God. Then Matthew 4, 10 says this. Then Jesus said, to him, away with you, Satan, for it is written, you shall worship the Lord your God, and him only you shall serve. There are many spirits speaking to us on any given day. However, the Bible keeps us lined up with the Holy Spirit. The Word and the Spirit work hand in hand. When we are communicating with God, we should communicate by the Spirit leading us in His Word and us having the Word in us, reading His Bible da daily. This is what keeps the zeal in us. This is what uh, keeps us from misinterpreting the Word or getting wrong spirits telling us that it's like this. If the Bible, the Bible says, Thou shall not steal. And if a spirit's telling you, if, if some deceiving spirit is telling you, go and steal, and you don't know the word of God, and you think, oh yeah, I'm, I'm, th that's the Holy Spirit speaking, and I go and steal it. We are wrong. We are deceived. Because we have not read the word of God. The word of God works hand in hand. I can't say that enough. That's how we have communication with God. By reading our Bibles, by being led, and by being led by the Holy Spirit. The both are needed together. Number three, applying the word of God to our lives. Jesus shows us stuff by his spirit and the word to make us better. Jesus shows us in his word. For example, just give an example of the Bible talking about gossip. And here we are gossipers. If we apply that word 
to what he's saying about not gossiping. And we apply it. We are making ourselves better. The Holy Spirit is, is, is helping us to make us better people or a better person. And in that situation, it causes us to even get want to get closer to God. Because as we improve, as we see ourselves grow in the Spirit, as we start being better people, we want to get... It causes us... We're not just reading the Bible and not doing nothing about it and, 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 and drying up. But no, we are growing. We are, we are getting zeal for God because of what He's doing for us, how we're improving. This is what makes God happy. This is what causes us to be happy too with God. It's because we work hand in hand as we apply the word to, to our situation. We become closer to God. We get the zeal. We see ourselves improving. We're not the same as we were in the past. We might have been miserable people, hard to get along with. But now because of what the Holy Spirit is doing in us and the word of God, what it's telling us to do is improving us. And it causes us to want to get closer to Him. And in that, it gives us zeal to work and have passion for Him. It all stems from an encounter with God. It's no good coming to God and not applying the Word to your situation. God wants to improve us. He wants us to be better and better and better. I like to say we go from glory to glory. Because God loves us that much that he wants to continue to improve us till one day we go to heaven and see him face to face. We must have the zeal of God. And these are the things that will give us the zeal. Hallelujah. Praise God. In James 1, 22, it says this, But be doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. Be doers of the word. Hallelujah. Applying the word of God to our lives will make us better people. We will have the zest of life. We will embrace life. We will embrace our God. God wants to bless us, like I said. He wants to bless us. But if we're just going to do things out of duty and we're not going to have an encounter with him and an experience and apply what he's telling us about ourselves, we will dry up. We must apply the word Everything goes hand in hand, and that's what's going to give us the zeal for God. In closing, these three things. Number one, being led by the Spirit. Number two, reading your Bible daily. And number three, applying the Word of God to our lives are important for staying on fire for God. If anybody is lukewarm or indifferent in their relationship with Jesus and feels Jesus wanting them to rekindle the fire they once had for him. That is a sign that God is calling you to repentance. Revelations 3.19 says, As many as I love, I rebuke and chasten. Therefore be zealous and repent. Jesus loves us and wants us to be on fire or passionate for him. This is what God wants for us. As I go in prayer, I ask God to rekindle the 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 spirit we once had, the feelings, the, the wanting to be with God, close with Him, what we once had at the beginning, and bring it back to us. You know those that are suffering right now and hurting, Lord God. Let them feel your love as you, as you touch them and let them, 
And as you have them feel the the need to get back to you, Lord God, I ask your hands on them, Lord God. I'm asking that you rekindle back that spirit that they once had and rejuvenate it, Lord God. Let them be on fire for you once again, and I'll give you all the thanks and glory. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. My friends, do you feel God calling you to a born-again experience? as Acts 2.38 and 39 requires of us, then I strongly encourage you to repent, turn back to God, get baptized in Jesus' name so that your sins will be forgiven. If you don't have a church that baptizes in Jesus' name close to you, then ask a friend or a family member to baptize you in water with full immersion as it is upon your faith that you are being baptized in Jesus' name. Then God has a special gift of the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in a heavenly language for you. If you believe it, then receive it in Jesus' name. May God bless you all. Thank you for listening to our podcast. If you have a prayer request, Brother Hines can be reached at togetherinprayer@live.ca. May God richly bless you. Spirit of the living God, fall afresh on me. Spirit of the living God, fall afresh on me. Speak.